If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been diving into the direct care business model for physicians as a way to rebuild our American healthcare system and end the burnout epidemic. If you're working with us as a planning client, we can help you get clarity on what it takes to get there, keep you accountable, and even give you a bunch of examples of how well this has worked for others. But I know many of you will need more than it. You may need support doing things you've never had to do before, like business planning or marketing or even IT. And I'm sure you could probably use a part. That's what my friends at Freedom Health Works can do for you. They're the complete direct primary care solution for physicians that want to buck the system. They can help you set up and run your own practice with easy financing and support you with the business strategy, hiring guidance, technology setup, client acquisition, and even your website. If you're curious to learn more about them, hit pause, grab your phone right now and save this number. 317-804-1203. That's 317-804-1203. We've also had their CEO on our May 2nd episode one of their current clients on our June 13th episode and a client of ours who just started working with them on our show that aired on July 18th. Make sure and give those shows a listen if you're curious, but if you want to get some questions answered directly, give them a call. They're a great team. And once again, find out more at 317-804-1203 and make sure to tell my you. Welcome to Finance for Physicians, a show where we empower physicians like you to practice medicine the way you always dreamed you would. This podcast features doctors, physicians, and experts that share one main thing in common. We believe having control of our finances leads to having control of our lives. In a world where doctors' lives are often dictated by our needs to maximize income, pay back massive student loans, and buy homes, many of us give up reaching those goals. But it doesn't have to be this way. If you are ready to learn how financial wellness creates happier doctors and patients, then I'm your guy. I'm your host and financial expert, Daniel Wren. Let's get started. What's up, guys? common question that I hear from physicians is about real estate and whether or not the income that it generates can replace your physician's salary. I think the underlying frustration with a lot of practicing physicians with the healthcare system and all the stressors there is really amplifying this. Real estate can be a fantastic place to invest and it can be a great place to generate income. But I wanted to talk about today a little bit more around what that looks like and just give you a high level of, you know, how this might work and some of the options to consider. So the short answer to that question is yes, you can for sure invest in real estate and ge generate more than enough income to replace your physician's salary, even if you're a high paid specialist. But of course, there's always a but um, it's not as easy as 
what a lot of these real estate gurus make it out to be. And so it's going to require a lot of hard work and potentially some risk and it doesn't happen overnight. So I wanted to talk through, you know, a little bit more about what that looks like. So what are the ways that you might invest in real estate? I think it's helpful to look at it like kind of on a spectrum of how active you are in it. And so on one end of the spectrum would be like pure passive, as in you have no involvement and no responsibility other than you just send in checks to invest and then it happens automatically. It's purely passive as in you don't have to spend any time on it. And so the most passive, most common form of passive real estate investing is in REITs or real estate investment trusts. A lot of you probably already own this. Maybe you don't even realize it. If you own like a Vanguard total stock market, which are very common in work retirement plans, you own a slice of this already. So like the Vanguard total stock market, ETF, VTI, if you want to look it up, has 3.3% of its holdings in real estate. And so that's basically REITs. And you can actually see what that holding looks like by looking up another Vanguard ticker. It's called VNQ, or that's like the Vanguard real estate index fund. But those are good examples. Like if you own the Vanguard total stock market, you already have that 3.3% slice of real estate. And it's extremely passive in that you're just putting money into the fund and it just does its thing. VNQ, the Vanguard real estate index, as I was mentioning, that's probably a great example of like purely investing all your new dollars into uh, real estate. Um, and same thing, it's passive. It just spreads it out. You can look at the holdings within Vanguard the, the Vanguard real estate index, for example, so it spreads it out among all different real estate investments. Like it's just, you know, very diversified, ultra diversified into all sorts of types of real estate, like residential, commercial, industrial, and then it invests in real estate services. It's just across the board, all sorts of real estate type investments. Uh, for example, it has 14% residential REITs. So that would be like, you know, owning a single family home and it's renting it out and then that generates the, the growth. So that is probably the most commonly super passive way to own real estate it requires very little effort. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Ren Financial Planning. Want to hear something cool? My team at Ren Financial Planning has consistently told me that the listeners of this podcast are their favorite people to talk to. Did you know that you can set up a no-cost triage meeting with one of our amazing CFPs at Ren Financial Planning anytime and talk about your biggest financial questions? We can discuss things like considerations for transitioning into practice, getting the best bang for your buck buying a house, the smartest way to pay off student debt, or tips on maximizing your compensation package. Or maybe you'd love a second set of eyes to help look over your tax return or investment allocations. Maybe you'd just like a general second opinion from your existing advisor. Either way, our role in this meeting will be to listen to your concerns and help you start to identify potential actionable next steps so that you can start to make solid progress addressing those concerns as quickly as possible. Schedule a meeting now. You'll see a link in the show notes. And when you do, make sure to indicate you found us from Finance for Physicians. We look forward to talking to you. Okay, let's get back to our show. The nice thing about that is it's, it actually is passive. Uh, the downside is it 
it's a slow, slow growth kind of thing. For example, like as I'm recording this, the yield, the 12 month yield on the Vanguard real estate index, VNQ is 4.11%. So, um, you know, you have to, if you're trying to replace a $400,000 salary, for example, you're going to need like a, a little over $10 million in that fund to, to generate that kind of yield right now, like in today's world. And it's obviously going to take some time to build that up. And it's a quite a capital intensive endeavor to generate that kind of yield. So yield would just be like the income it spits out from the fund. And so that, you know, of course that can work well, but it's typically takes a long time and it's going to require that large amount of capital to get to that point of replacing your salary. But the benefit is it's a ultra passive, no real responsibility time. And, you know, that can be a huge benefit. If we go a little further into the more active realm, that's the other side of the coin of real estate. So passive is, you know, no time commitment, pretty low, no responsibility, but on the flip side has a lower return expectation. On the opposite end of the spectrum would be more actively owning real estate. And that's what a lot of, you know, you probably hear about people talk about. So a, an example of that on the other extreme would be like directly buying a single family home yourself. So buying a property, say a single family home yourself and owning it and renting it out and doing the business and then collecting the income, having maybe a mortgage to, to finance it and, and making turning that into a business. So I would consider that much more active. And that's because like you have to spend your time on it. Or even if you're not literally plunging the toilets yourself, like you have to be responsible for hiring people to go do that and the management of it and tracking the return on investment. So it's, it's a lot more time responsibility um, to do that type of real estate. But on the flip side, it has, it should have much higher potential for return on investment. And you can use leverage, like efficient leverage in the form of like a mortgage. You can get a relatively reasonable interest rate on a mortgage. And that allows you to put less of your money in. So going back to what I was saying earlier, like the real estate index, that's 100% your money going in versus, so there's no leverage versus on this more active example I'm giving you, you can, you don't have to, but you can use leverage to, to kind of like amp up your potential growth, but that, that also amps up your, you know, potential for risk. So actively owning real estate is a, on, on the other end of the spectrum, there's a lot of different forms of it. I've gave the example of single family home, but you can do commercial real estate. You can do industrial, you can do short-term rentals, long-term rentals. There's a million different types of ways to do that. I'll link to a show that I did on finance for physicians podcast, where I broke down how to, to use real estate to build wealth. And I talk a little bit more about the different ways to invest in real estate. But I think for today, the big point is like the further you go down that spectrum, you have to really think about the responsibility and the time component. And that's the big differentiator is how much time and responsibility do you want to take on? Cause that's going to take, a, I mean, you have to have capacity to do that. Now people sometimes sell this as a passive income stream and it can become like mostly passive, but you have to turn it into to a finely tuned machine of it, like a business basically. And that takes a very long time and lots of effort. So I think the big question, Mark, as far as where you fit on that spectrum, 
beyond just understanding the different options is like deciding on how active you want to get in the actual business itself and then start to like, you know, develop it from there. So it can more active real estate investing can be a much faster way to replace your physician income. But like I said, it comes with all the, the baggage, the risk, the responsibility, the time component, the headaches, you know, all that stuff comes with it. So there are some hybrid approaches that kind of like are in the middle. For example, I interviewed someone recently on Finance for Physicians podcast on turnkey real estate. And I'll link to that as well in the show notes. But this is a kind of a way to leverage more of like a team of people to help you buy direct real estate. So like actually buying a house yourself, but hiring this, you know, turnkey company to handle most of the steps for you. So it's a way to buy direct real estate without dedicating so much responsibility and time yourself. The downside is you still have to have, you still are responsible for picking the turnkey company. And it tends to be concentrated, like there's not as much diversification and it tends to come with added cost. But it can be a way, like a lot of physicians want to invest in direct real estate, but when you just don't have the time and capacity to do it, turnkey real estate investing can be a great way to like get into it without, you know, jumping in all the way. So that's the other option I'll throw out while we're talking now. But yeah, definitely check out the the show that I'll link to on how to invest in real estate. I'll go over a lot more detail today. I just wanted to hit you with some high points. You've been listening to Finance for Physicians. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast player. On this show, we believe that when you prioritize your finances, you take better care of yourself, have more fulfilling relationships with your families, and most importantly, provide higher quality care for your patients. If you feel this way too and want to learn more, then make sure to join our community. Follow the Finance for Physicians Facebook group for bonus content and sneak peeks on next week's episode. Thanks for listening.